hey, welcome to the Sacred Fame podcast. My name is Kasha Rashfall. I want to talk about sacred fame and three important aspects of it that have come up in conversation a lot lately. I've been lucky enough to have lots of amazing mentors in my life, and sometimes they offer a piece of wisdom that makes you sort of stop in your tracks. And it makes you latch onto it and ponder it. And it, that piece of wisdom unfolds for you for years. And this was what happened to me back uh, in, I guess it would have been 2006 or eight or something like that. I discovered the work of Dr. Wayne Dyer. I'm sure you've heard of him. He's, uh, he was such an amazing teacher and, and really such an inspiration to the world. And I remember him saying there are three important things to keep in mind when you're out there, not just in the public eye, right? This isn't just talking about if you have national or international or even community renown. This goes for everyone, no matter who you are, no matter what you're doing in your life. These three things are so important. And I found myself having a conversation with my son about these very things the other day. And I thought, you know, this would make an amazing topic to uh, talk about because these don't just apply to sacred fame. And sacred fame really is that idea of serving from your heart space, serving from your greatest good so that you can create you know, the best possible world for all, whether that's on a community scale or a global scale, it really doesn't matter. Because with sacred fame, you get to decide what that means to you. And it's not fame just for the sake of being seen and being heard for doing whatever. It's really being fully seen and fully heard for being yourself. So what are these three things? The first one is you are not what you have. You are not what you have. The second one is you are not what you do. And the third one is you are not what others think of you. And you might be wondering, well, how does that apply to fame? If I'm famous, you know, doesn't that mean I look at who thinks so, right? Who thinks highly of me or what my reputation means or what I'm doing out there in the world. When I'm famous, I'm so visible that I really can't hide from that. And yes, that is partially true. When you receive the levels of visibility that you would consider yourself famous, absolutely more eyeballs and ears are trained upon you. And so it really does matter what you say and what you do. However, let's look at it from this perspective. If you believe that you are what you have, as soon as what you have is taken away from you, does that make you any less of a person? Or does that make you feel like you no longer are enough? Of course not. You are not what you have. It doesn't matter if you live in a mansion or in a tiny little studio, you are divine and whole and worthy and enough. So there's that level of detachment from the things around us that really matters. If you attach yourself and if you define yourself by the things that you have, as soon as something is taken away from you, it feels like you are lesser, but you are not. And so that's what that's talking about. The second one, you are not what you do. Because as soon as you have to or choose to stop doing that thing, again, does that make you any less? Or does that change you? It doesn't make you any less. 
You are not what you do, meaning you are inherently amazing and beautiful and whole enough and worthy and divine just because you are. It doesn't really matter what you do. So again, that attachment to doing something in order to be someone, that's where the, uh, the issues arise. Whereas if you can simply know yourself, be okay with who you are, love yourself just for who you are, no matter what you do, then you're free. And you can be seen as far and wide as you want. And no matter what changes, you are okay. And of course, then the last one, what others, you are not what others think of you. So important because, you know, the, the reputation, especially online, is so fickle right? You could be the most amazing practitioner or the most amazing artist, the most talented, gifted, uh, intuitive, and there will still be people who disagree with you. There will be people who don't like you, who don't trust you, who don't want to follow you. People, you know, sometimes we call those people haters. Now, we don't know why, People hate on other people, right? We, we all judge. We all perhaps have opinions about uh, people, what they say, how they, how they are. You know, I'm definitely guilty of that sometimes. I, it's, it's a work in progress, absolutely. But there will always be someone who disagrees with you on whatever level. And so if you believe that you are what others think of you, as soon as the opinion of, the, of those others changes, perhaps from a favorable one to an unfavorable one, then again, does that make you less of a person? Does that make you feel like you aren't enough or you should be different than you are? Because if it does, then that's where the work lies. You are not what others think of you. Others, you cannot control the opinion of others. If you are fully seeing and hearing yourself and you are taking action from that heart aligned space where you are being guided by your highest wisdom for your highest good and the highest good of all, then that's all you can do. All you can do is show up and do your life's work, whatever that may be. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks. Of course, it's nice to receive accolades and compliments and testimonials. Um, it's nice to receive those loving words from people, you know, perhaps your clients or your audience, right? Of course, we love that. And there's nothing wrong with loving that, but being attached to it or being uh, so sensitive that when someone says something critical, it derails your entire mindset or your entire way of being and doing things. So again, you are not what you have. You are not what you do. You are not what others think of you. And whatever you may think of yourself, however you see yourself, you are always so much more than that. Again, that was a quote from one of my other amazing mentors, Dr. Matthew James, who I studied NLP and HUNA with. He always said, no matter who you think you are, what you think you are, you are always so much more than that. And I love that. It also stuck with me because it's so true. We are always more than who or what we think we are. And of course, even when we get to a place where we fully unconditionally love ourselves, we are always still more than that because we are divine. We cannot ever truly define ourselves uh, because this human life is so 
so fleeting, temporary, so sometimes limited, and our words are so limited. So we are always more than what we think we are. And so in order to feel fully grounded in yourself, in your uh, receiving of sacred fame, how do you do that? How do you make sure that you are not attached to what you have, what you do, or what others think of you? And there's so many ways I can share a few tips. Really, um, what do you love about you? What do you know for sure about yourself that makes you unique, that makes you beautiful, that makes you loving, that makes you enough? And it can be something uh, you know, physical about you, something mental, something emotional, something inside of you. All those things matter. So what do you love about you? Who do you know yourself to be without a doubt outside of those things that you do that you have, you know, that perhaps your reputation, who are you? And you may not have a straight line to the answer, right? This, this answer is something that's going to unfold for you, I would say, across your entire life. The more you get to know yourself, the more you um, understand what you love, what you don't love, what you want, what you don't want, all of those things keep defining who you are, right? They keep unfolding you in the world. And all you have to do is pay attention. So what do you love about yourself? When you think of that idea of sacred fame and receiving the renown or the accolades or the money uh, for being of such big service and influence in the world, what will be enough for you? You, you want millions? Great, go get them. You want to be seen and heard by millions of people? Awesome. Go get it. What will be enough for you? You need to know that because if you don't, if it's some sort of undefined, uh, I want to be famous and I want to have a fortune. Well, that's great. But how will you know when you have it? Such an important question is, is defining your own level of success. And again, it can change. But it's important to know what will be enough for you, at least for right now. You can always grow and expand from there. But don't just leave it open-ended because then it's really easy to never be satisfied, right? And fall into that, uh, that trap of feeling like you're not doing it right or you're not doing the right things. The, you're not doing enough because you don't have what you want, but you never took the time to define what you want is. What is enough for you? And then the last one that I like to look at is how do you want to contribute? Of course, your life is about yourself. Of course, you want to be happy. You want to pursue the things that bring you joy. You want to spend time with the people that inspire you, that love you. Um, yes, you can be selfish in your life and make sure that your own cup is really full. Absolutely. However, that alone won't fulfill you fully. I believe. I believe we need to contribute. We want to contribute in whatever capacity. And so whatever you're here to do, how do you want to give back to others? When your cup is so full, when you love yourself so much and you have an amazing life that you have defined, that you have co-created, how do you want to give back? And of course, you don't have to get to an amazing life. You can give back as you're building, as you're co-creating. I'm not saying be so selfish that you never think of someone else until you get to where you want to go. It's, it's a balancing act. It's okay to think of yourself 
it's also beautiful to think of others and to co uh, contribute, co-create with others. And so between those three things is, you know, knowing yourself really, what do you love about you? What will be enough for you? And how do you want to contribute? You can really establish a groundedness in that. And then live your life daily, show up daily, consistently for that, for that vision. And I would love to hear from you. How do you define what's enough for you? What do you love about yourself? How do you want to contribute? would love to talk to you, have a conversation and hear your story. And I wish you an amazing day. I'll see you next time on the podcast.